Hey everyone, welcome back to Plot Twist, the podcast where I, Carly, your host, compare Walt Disney movies to the original fairy tale stories they're based off of. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about The Little Mermaid, which, easily enough, has the same name in both the story written in 1836 by Hans Christian Andersen and the Walt Disney movie from 1989. I will start off with the backgrounds, which are pretty similar and simple. The King of the Sea is a widow. In both stories, we have no idea what happened to the wife. In the Hans Christian Andersen story, he has six daughters and the youngest is gonna be our main character. We never learn her name. They all just simply refer to her as the Little Mermaid, you know, hence the title. In the Walt Disney movie, the king has seven daughters and it is also the youngest who is gonna be our main character, but her name is Ariel and we can all blame Disney for forever associating that name with mermaids. In the Disney movie, Ariel is obsessed with collecting human things from sunken ships, which is a huge no-no because the surface is forbidden for merfolk. In the original story, once a mermaid turned 15, they were allowed to go to the surface of the water. It was the Little Mermaid's sisters who were obsessed with finding things, The Little Mermaid couldn't care less. The only thing she cared about from a ship was a marble statue of a handsome man. When the Little Mermaid turned 15, she went for her first visit above the water and saw a ship having a party. She sees the prince on the boat and instantly falls in love. A storm broke out and the prince started drowning. The Little Mermaid thought he was far too handsome to drown so she brought him to safety on the shore but had to swim away before a group of people walking along the shore saw her sound familiar well it should because for the most part disney has yet to change much at all ariel is 16 when she sees the party ship where she sees prince eric for the first time and falls in love with him instantly a storm breaks out and she saves him from drowning However, Prince Eric wakes up for a very quick few seconds before she disappears, and he sees her and hears her beautiful singing voice, and then suddenly she's gone. During the storm, however, there was a marble statue on the ship of Prince Eric that sinks down to the bottom, and Ariel adds it to her collection of human items. This is a reference to the marble statue in the story of The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. The prince in the Hans Christian Andersen story wakes up to a girl helping him. He assumed that this is the woman who saved his life, but she couldn't stick around for long because she stayed at a temple nearby and had to get back. The little mermaid is back in the sea, goes to her grandmother, who doesn't exist in the Disney movie, and asks her if humans didn't drown in the water, if they would have the ability to live forever. The grandmother responds with, Yes, they also die, and their term of life is shorter than ours. We sometimes live to be 300 years, but we cease to exist. We only become foam of the sea on the surface of the water, and we have not a grave down here for the ones that we love. We have not immortal souls, and we shall never live again. Like the the green seaweed, once it has been cut off, we can never flourish anymore. Human beings, on the contrary, 
have a soul which lives forever, lives after the body has been turned to dust. It rises through the clear, pure air beyond the glittering stars. As we rise out of the water to behold the land on earth, so do they rise to the unknown and the glorious regions which we shall never see. That line is beautiful, but it is a little depressing nonetheless to tell your granddaughter that once you die, that's it. There's no hope. You don't go on. The grandmother further explains that the only way a mermaid could get a soul is if she marries another, a human being and the human loves her so much that they share one soul throughout marriage. The little mermaid then goes to seek out the sea witch so she can ask for some legs so she can be with her prince and marry him. The sea witch grants her her wishes, but in return, every step the little mermaid takes on her new feet would feel like knives cutting into them, and she would not be able to have a voice to communicate with. The little mermaid must never be able to return to the sea again, and she has until the prince marries another girl to try to get him to fall in love with her. If she fails, she dies and turns to sea foam. Sounds like a good deal, right? I mean, not like the prince ever met her, which he didn't. So the little 15-year-old mermaid takes the, may I say, terrible deal and gets her legs, makes it to the shore, and the prince finds her and helps the mute girl get some clothes. She was a phenomenal dancer, and the prince called her his little foundling. He kept her around because he was fascinated by her. He loved her, but like a child or a pet. He never thought to marry her because he was so hung up on the girl who he thought saved her. It is now being said that the prince must soon marry a girl from the neighboring kingdom, but he does not want to, he doesn't want to because he wants to marry the girl who saved him. He explains to the little mermaid, I cannot love the girl from the other kingdom. She is not the beautiful maiden in the temple that saved me. If I were to choose a bride, I would rather choose you, my dumb foundling. What sweet words every girl wants to hear from the guy they love. Now, I'm going to go back to Disney for a little while, where Prince Eric is a little more considerate of feelings. The sea witch, Ursula, sees that Ariel is in desperation to find a way to be with her man, so she cuts a deal. In return for Ariel's voice, Ariel shall receive legs, but with no knife pain because this is a children's movie. And she will have three days for the prince to fall in love with her and kiss her. If not, she will return to the sea and become Ursula's slave. Ariel makes the deal and has the three-day timer immediately starts. Ariel is now on the shore and covers herself with a tarp she found. The prince finds her and takes her back to the castle because obviously she needs some clothes. He thinks that she is the girl that saved him from the shipwreck, but because she doesn't have a voice, it can't be her because the girl he is looking for can sing. He is smitten by Ariel, however, and takes her on a tour of the kingdom. Later that night, after a whole romantic day of dancing and touring around, the two almost kiss, but the moment is ruined by Ursula. Ursula soon realizes that she must get more involved and cause more distractions because it came too close to her losing out on this deal. 
she transforms herself into a beautiful young lady and uses Ariel's voice to convince the prince that this is her. She is the one that saved him from the sea. Ariel is heartbroken after hearing the news that Ariel and the disguised sea witch. Ariel is heartbroken when she finds out that Prince Eric and the disguised sea witch are to be married. Ariel and her sea friends disrupt the wedding, which causes Ariel to get her voice back, and Eric realizes that he was tricked. Ariel and Ursula both turn back to their original sea forms. Ursula drags Ariel back into the water, and Prince Eric goes in after her, not wanting to lose her again. After a long-winded battle, Ursula dies because a ship that Eric was steering plunges into her. However, Ariel is still a mermaid and cannot be with Prince Eric. She watches him on the shore from the sea. The king, Ariel's dad, realizes that Ariel really does love Prince Eric after three days. So he uses his magic triton and gives her some legs so she may be with him. The scene suddenly cuts to Ariel and Prince Eric's wedding and they live happily ever after. Now let's kick it back to 1836 and I'll tell you how the rest of the Hans Christian Andersen story of the Little Mermaid goes. So I left off saying how the prince has to marry a girl from the neighboring kingdom. Well, it turns out that this girl was the girl from the temple that he has not been able to stop thinking about. They get married and the Little Mermaid is so sad because one, the man that she loves just married another and two, now she knows she will be dead by morning and turn into sea foam because she does not have the immortal soul that she was banking on getting through marrying the prince. When the wedding is over, the little mermaid is looking out at the sea and sees her sisters. Her sisters also cut a deal with the sea witch and traded all of their hair for the little mermaid's life. That deal doesn't seem as dramatic as the little mermaid's deal, but all right. All the Little Mermaid has to do is kill the prince, wash her feet with his blood, and she would become a mermaid again to live out her days until natural death in the sea with her family. The Little Mermaid goes into the prince's room to kill him, but looked at him, realized how much she loved him, and she couldn't do it. She threw herself into the sea and became sea foam. But she didn't die completely. She started to see transparent figures all around her and heard music no earthly noise could recreate. The figures were called Daughters of the Air and told the Little Mermaid, you poor Little Mermaid, you have tried with your whole heart to do as we are doing. You had suffered and endured and raised yourself to the spirit world by your good deeds. And now, by striving for 300 years in the same way, you may obtain an immortal soul. They continue. After 300 years, we float into the kingdom of heaven. So Ariel is, I'm sorry, the little mermaid is now in some sort of purgatory with a group that spreads peace and joy in the world where it is needed. And once one of them finishes their 300 years probation, they get a soul and they get to go to heaven. And that is it for the telling of the two different stories of The Little Mermaid. 
And I would just like to say that this is probably one of my favorite fairy tales to analyze because I didn't realize all of these things were in the original story. And I hope you just enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'll catch you next time on Plot Twist. Make sure to go give me a follow at Plot Twist Pod on Twitter. And let me know what you think of the story and what you want to hear next.